0: Our podcast is brought to you by Mouse World Travel. Imagine going on the most stress-free, well-planned Disney vacation of your life. Now imagine you didn't pay anything extra for that personalized service. That's what you'll get when you use an authorized travel planner from Mouse World Travel to book your next Disney vacation. From resorts to cruises and everything in between, they are here to help you get the most out of your next family trip. Just go to mouseworldtravel.com. Fill out a short request form and make sure you mention our code, ROPEDROP, so they know that we sent you.
1: Hi, I'm Erin. And this
0: is Katie. And you're listening to Rope Drop and Park Hop, your go-to for all things Disney travel. We're here to help you dream it, plan it, and do it. If you've ever felt overwhelmed by planning a Disney vacation, you're in the right place. guys. Hello. Welcome. We're, we're back.
1: We're back for episode 2. So, thanks so much for listening last week. We had so much fun making it and we were so excited to share it with everybody. And we got some good feedback. So, yep. we're happy. It was awesome. Yeah. And so thanks for sticking with us. Um I think first we're going to start off by talking about any news that has happened at the Disneyland Resort this week. So, Yeah, so the
0: big news this week is Avengers Campus, a brand new land in California Adventure, just opened on June 4th. Um, It was a crazy day from all of the media that I saw. Um, So busy. A lot of people showed up for that opening day. Um, Disneyland still has capacity limits in place, so even with those... And still
1: only California residents. Right,
0: right. For another week, a week from today. Yes, until June 15th, only California residents can attend. So... Um, it looks amazing. I'm really excited. I'm lucky enough that I get to go in a couple of weeks to check it out. So I was, I was eating it all up. (laughs) so excited. Um, there's some really cool stuff. I think
1: if, um, I think there's a couple of kinks that need to be worked out. Sure. Um, so right now in order to enter Avengers campus, there's really only two ways. Uh, first is to stand in line. And wait. And I have heard that the line is lasting four to six to eight hours. I can't think of anything that would make me
0: stand in line for eight hours. Correct. Unless you were a local and that you were there for just that, maybe. Maybe. To show up for that. Probably not. <laughs> not <laughs> you, even that would do no, it. No, huh? <laughs> I was there right after
1: Carsland opened mm-hmm. and we had a big family trip. There were 17 of us and my sister in law and brother in law and their family waited in line to ride. Radiator Springs Racers and they waited three and a half hours and I was like
0: no that's I'm a lot. good
1: yeah I'm gonna go do other things yeah. so I can't see myself standing in line so that's one way to get into the land the other way is to secure a boarding pass for the new web slingers ride the new spider-man attraction yep
0: They're hard to get. (laughs) Um, There are some tips and tricks to get that, and we'll probably cover those in a future podcast. How to get boarding groups. There are two rides currently that are doing virtual queues. Actually, three. Two and a half. Right. (laughs) So, two rides that are doing the boarding groups, three rides that are doing virtual queues. Right. Um, And so, we'll cover that. There are some ways to get an advantage. To get yourself a boarding group. But if you yes. have a boarding group for web slingers, you can enter the land when without waiting in the line.
1: Yes. Yep. And my big complaint, this
0: is my big complaint
1: and I don't know if this affects you. You go in a couple of weeks, I see you shaking your head. Yes it does. <laughs> um, my big complaint so if you're a noob and you're learning about Disneyland with us, stick around because we're going to talk about some very basic stuff in just a minute. If you're somebody who's really familiar with Disneyland, My very favorite ride on the entire Disneyland Resort property is Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, and it was the very first attraction that they switched over to a Marvel theme, and it is right at one of the entrance areas to the new Avengers Campus, and has been included in Avengers Campus. The ride itself has been open for four years, a little more than four years, Mm -hmm. and They included it in the campus, and so now, in order to ride that particular attraction,
0: you have to wait in line to get into Avengers Campus. Right, because the entrance to the campus that's next to that ride is actually an exit only right now. So One um, way in,
1: one way out, Yep. and people are getting into the area and not leaving, I've heard, which is why the line is taking forever to work through. So I think there's some kinks that need to be worked out, and hopefully
0: they're worked out in the next couple of weeks before you go. Yeah, I'm interested to see what happens on June 15th, the magic day when they let non-residents in, if there's going to be some changes in distancing and all that stuff. So, And I feel like we'll get watch. some
1: news this week, too, I about too. how things are going to be handled and about lots of things, actually, because they're opening the state of California to outside guests. And I think we'll hear lots of things, but I for sure think that they're going to address capacity in Avengers Campus and hopefully smooth some of these things smooth out because seriously I would be really <laughs> disappointed if I was headed there and I couldn't get and on Guardians get of the Galaxy. Yeah for sure. Yeah. I would be really disappointed.
0: Yep. So okay. All, All right. right. Well uh, one more thing I was going to oh, mention yes, for those right. of you that are planning trips coming up we will do a whole separate podcast on ticketing and how that works. Um, but for now what you need to know is that reservations are required. If you have a ticket that's not enough to guarantee you entry. So you need to have a reservation attached to your ticket. They are currently rolling out reservations 120 days in advance, which means if you have a fall trip planned, uh, reservations are into the beginning of October right now. So get on that. If you are going, we don't want you to miss out on getting into the parks. And they I, will turn you away they if will. you get there, and you will just have a ticket without a reservation. So I had be a aware patient that.
1: that I was talking to the week after we got back from our Walt Disney World trip in March, and I told her we had just gotten home, and she was really surprised, and she said, were you able to go into the park? And I said, yeah, we were. And she said, my brother took his entire family, grandchildren and everybody. It was their big Christmas present for the year. And they didn't know that they needed Park Pass reservations. And they got there and went to go buy their tickets the morning of and were turned away. They flew all the way to Orlando, spent... Thousands upon thousands of dollars <laughs> to get there and couldn't go to Disney World. That's terrible. It is terrible. So We don't want that to happen to you. We don't, which is, <laughs> I think, a big reason we did this is because yes. we want to help people know how to plan their trip, not have any surprises. Yeah. Because there are
0: a lot of little nuances now. It's not the, as easy as it used to be. You've it's got not. got to kind of be on top of things and do your research. Um, and we are happy to do that research for you. Just tune in and listen yeah. to our tips. We've got you.
1: And I think things are still so fluid that these will change. What's happening today and the way that things are handled today won't be the same as they're being handled maybe in the fall. Yep, 100%. So we'll share as yeah. we have updates and how things are working. We'll share that for sure. So today Great. we wanted to talk about kind of the foundation of traveling, of planning your trip to Disneyland. We wanted to talk about traveling there, yep. getting to California, and getting around California and knowing what to do. I see a lot of people on Disney forums asking, which airport should I fly into? And there are six airports within two hours Mm -hmm. of the Disneyland Resort. And all of them have pros and cons and are good for flying in for certain reasons and terrible for others. And so we want to talk about that today, how to get there. So let's start with... Should we start with our honorable mention or should we start with our least favorite option?
0: (laughs) Let's do our honorable
1: mention first. Okay. So our honorable mention for an airport when you're looking for an airport to fly into Southern California is San Diego. Yep. It's not close. Mm -hmm.
0: It's about, have you ever flown into San Diego? I have not specifically to go to Disneyland, but we have driven from San Diego to the Disney Resort before. And I know what that drive is like. Yeah. It's not close. It's not. It's about two hours. Yep. Um, Depending on traffic. Yeah. And it's
1: all freeway, so traffic, if you've been to Southern California before, traffic can be very
0: dicey. Yep. Um, but and it's also not something to be scared of. I think a lot of people are nervous about driving in Southern California. It's really not that big a deal. It's just maybe more waiting than you're used to. Yeah. And it's random. At it random times random. of the day,
1: you'll hit stop traffic and not understand why. Yep, And you'll never see a reason why you stopped. But... It's fine. Just account for a little (laughs) bit of time. And the drive from San Diego to Orange County is really pretty. It is. And so we don't mind flying into San Diego. If that's your cheapest option, right? Yes. And we from Boise often have a direct flight option into San Diego. That's right. So sometimes for me it's worth it to fly to San Diego, pay less money, have a direct flight, and then have that little drive afterwards Mm -hmm. along the ocean. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't hate it. And so it's one that I always look at. So if you're looking to fly into San Diego, the airport code for San Diego is S-A-N. And I actually have some little facts about all of the airports.
0: <laughs> I kind of get out on It's a little airports. nerdy. It is a lot nerdy. <laughs> but I love it. That's okay. And do you usually rent a car then when you go fly into San Diego? For sure. Okay. When we fly into okay, San good. Diego, yeah. Um, not always when we're because I know they, closer, they do have buses that will go from San Diego to Anaheim. I'm not sure what prices are on that, but... They also have a train. Oh, that's right. They do. So there's a train that travels from San Diego and drops you off in Orange
1: County in a couple of different locations. And I've never actually been on it. The Surfliner is one that you can look into. And they run right along the beach for quite a while. Mm. I imagine it's just a really
0: beautiful laid back way to travel. Sure. But, but it is public transportation. So Yeah. Your your mileage may vary. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So the distance between the San Diego airport and Disneyland is about 100 miles. And so on a good day, if you're able to get on the freeway and maintain freeway speed the entire time, you're there in an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes. We always stop off about halfway and get in and out. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) That's tradition. (laughs) And um, we enjoy the drive. Sometimes we'll even get off of the freeway and take the Pacific Coast Highway Mm. so that we stay closer to the ocean and have a better view while we're driving. It's a bigger airport, so it services 17 different airlines. So it's a great option for people who maybe aren't coming from Boise, who are coming from other places. It services quite a few airlines. It services airlines that we don't have here, so I don't have experience with them. But the main airlines... Are included as well. So you have like Southwest Airlines and JetBlue and Delta and United. So there's a lot of options, probably a lot of flight options. Like I said, we have direct flights from Boise into San Diego. So it's great. There are two terminals and 25 million passengers pass through the San Diego airport each year. So it's a big one. It is busy. And if you are interested in renting a car, the car rental location is on property but there's a small shuttle you can see it from the terminal it's super close um but you do have to hop on a shuttle and i kind of think that's a pain in the butt when you're traveling (laughs) with three kids and five suitcases especially with luggage yeah yep Yep. so that's the honorable mention i always look at it when i'm planning a disney trip because i will fly into san diego if it's the
0: right price and the right schedule and i don't mind the drive that's a good one Now, let's talk about where we won't fly. (laughs) I think our number one we don't love flying into is LAX. Yeah. LAX is a great option for a lot of people. And it is almost always the cheapest option. Not always, but almost always. But it comes at a price. It does. And I think for us, living in Boise,
1: it's super easy for us to get West Coast flights. Mm -hmm. And so I have never found a flight into LAX that was cheap enough to make it worth it for me. Mm -hmm. I would rather
0: pay a few bucks more and not deal with LAX. Yes. The biggest problem I have with LAX is getting to Anaheim from LAX is a pain in the bum. Is it? (laughs) It is. See, and I've never actually flown into LAX. I've been able to avoid it every Mm -hmm. single time. Yep. So So you can, they have buses that can take you. Um, You could rent a car, but getting around that airport, getting to the rental place, catching a bus, any of those things is, I think it probably takes at least three Ish hours to get from LAX to Anaheim, which is not worth it in my opinion. It's not. Nope. I agree. (laughs)
1: Totally not. And so the geeky facts: nine terminals. Yeah. So it's huge. huge. Um, more than eighty-eight million passengers pass through LAX annually, and it is the third, depending on the source, third or fourth
0: busiest airport in the world. Super, super busy. Super busy, and mostly that's because it's a lot of international flights too. So, Mm -hmm. um. It's a hub, and
1: um, you know, like I said, sometimes that's going to be your best option. It's I don't often see that for us. Thirty-five miles to Disneyland, mm-hmm.
0: but it doesn't hate. sound like a lot. <laughs>
1: Thirty-five miles for me here would take me forty minutes, right? Um, Thirty-five
0: miles there, I hear often it takes about an hour and a half. Yeah, and that just and again, that's like not in rush hour traffic. Right. So if you are getting into the airport around four or five in the afternoon, it's going to take much longer than that. Oh, that's too many people. (laughs) stress is airing out. I can see it on her face. (laughs) I kind of am
1: getting hives. Um, The car rental is not on site. So, again, if it's your best option, it's your best option. But for me, getting there, working my way through nine terminals, getting on a shuttle, and being shuttled off site to get a car, driving an hour and a half, all of that adds up to a big fat no for me. Yeah.
0: Well, and you're headed to uh, on a fun vacation, right? Like you want to get off the plane and get there. Yeah. As quickly as possible, because you're anticipating being at the happiest place on Earth. You don't want to be sitting in lines all day. I feel like LAX is not the happiest place <laughs>
1: on Earth. Um, perks about it, though, uh, like Katie mentioned, probably the least expensive option for a lot of people. Yep. Um, it's right on the ocean, isn't it? Um, you do see the ocean when you're flying in and out, yes. Correct. Which I feel like is always a perk. Yeah. That makes me happy. But there are other airports right on the ocean, too. You're correct. <laughs> um, and also, another perk that I can see, there are a lot of dining options. And so, if yeah. you're flying out around mealtime and you're, not wanting, you're wanting to get to the airport, get checked in, there are a lot of options for you to grab a bite to eat while you're waiting for your flight. So, that's a huge one. A lot of airlines are serviced there. Um, of course, with 88 million people, 70 different airlines are serviced at that airport. So you're going to be able to find lots of flights in and out frequently. Um, Probably great schedules. There's just a lot of availability there. It's a great airport if
0: you need that availability. I think it's a great airport for coast to coast. Sure, probably. Yeah. Probably more nonstop flights into LAX from other cities than anywhere else too, I would think. Yeah.
1: So I can see where it would be a really great option for a lot of people, but just go in prepared and know that it's going to be a process. Yep. Pack your patience pants. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so I would say our next airport that we don't choose and the reason I can say this is because we talked about this beforehand and neither of us have ever flown into this airport but we always check it is Ontario mm-hmm. oh really quick backup: up Los Angeles for those of you who don't know and you are researching your trip the airport code for Los Angeles is LAX moving on Ontario airport code ONT we don't
0: know anything about Ontario I don't really either I mean, but if it's your cheapest <laughs> option, I say do it and rent a car and get yourself to Disneyland.
1: So here are the facts. Based on what I found online, not based on experience, <laughs> uh, it's about 35 miles away. So it's about equidistance like LAX is. But the traffic on that, it's, it's to the east of Disneyland and LAX is to the west and more populated area. Ontario to Orange County is about 45 minutes to 60 minutes with minimal traffic. Uh, 11 airlines are serviced, so quite a few less. It's probably going to be harder to find a good flight into this airport. And I've never found one that worked for me. So three terminals. So it's a good sized airport Mm -hmm. still. And about five and a half million passengers travel through annually. But that's really. All right. That's it for Ontario. I can't (laughs) tell you. I can't tell you it's great. I can't tell you it's terrible. Okay. Now we're getting into the ones that I feel like are good options. Are the best options Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah, I would say our next one is going to be Burbank. Yes, I would agree. Okay, so I have flown into Burbank. Have you? I have not. Okay, I have flown into Burbank a couple of times, once by choice, once by reroute. (laughs) Um, Burbank's about 40 miles away, and it's a little bit north of Los Angeles, and so you don't have to travel through Los Angeles, which helps with traffic. Mm -hmm, That's true. So we actually flew in one time on a Saturday morning when there was no rush hour, and we made it from the Burbank Airport again, forty miles away. We made it from the Burbank Airport to Disneyland in about an hour, and it was a fine drive. Not along the ocean, not pretty. You're driving through city. Yeah. Um, fun fact
0: about Burbank isn't that where Walt Disney Studios is located? Yes. Yeah, it is. So if you are if you're a Disney history lover like we are, that might be a fun little detour you could take. You can make a little stop. Right. Yeah.
1: Um, it's another mid-sized airport. So seven airlines fly in and out, and two terminals and about five million passengers. Uh, the car rental is on site, however, <laughs> it is not close to um, the terminal at all, and it's quite a hike. And I forgot between my two trips there, I forgot how far it was. Huh. And my kids both times were like, are we ever going to get there? And so you walk (laughs) through like two parking garages worth, like the full length of two parking garages. Crazy. To get to the car rental. So it's quite a hike. Mm. Be prepared for that. You get your bag and then you have to drag your bag all the way through. So while you have the convenience of not taking a shuttle, just Mm. wear your (laughs) comfy shoes because it's a long walk. And the other thing I think that's really cool about this airport, they don't have jetways.
0: So oh, interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. And you land, you're kind of in between the foothills of Hollywood, mm-hmm. and which we looked for the Hollywood sign. I couldn't orient myself and <laughs> find it, but I imagine it's there somewhere. Yeah. And you land kind of in between, in a valley, in between some of the Hollywood foothills. And then they roll the stairs up to your airplane uh-huh. and you get out off on the tarmac. And it's a lot of fun. I just think it's a fun experience. It's like traveling back in time a little bit, right? It kind like of is.
0: How airports all used to be.
1: Yep. And the airport code for that, it's also referred to as Bob Hope Airport. So if anyone refers to it as Bob Hope, that's what they're talking about is Burbank. And it's B-U-R. Okay. All right. We're at our top two. What's your favorite?
0: I would say Long Beach is my favorite. It's a toss-up, though. Yeah. It's a real toss-up. Long Beach is my favorite as well. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about it. All right. Long Beach. I love Long Beach. I do, too. Speaking of stepping back in time, it feels like you're stepping into the, the California of the 60s and 70s, Um, again, no jetways, palm tree lined, sidewalks everywhere, baggage claim is outside, I love that 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 lovely California weather where you can have things outside year round is Mm -hmm. amazing, Um, not a lot of food options there, Um, it's definitely a smaller airport, but basically you step off the plane, take five steps, get to baggage claim, take another five steps and you can catch your Uber, yes, it's small but efficient, I love it, it's just so fun,
1: so it is one terminal, Yes. Only and this will surprise you actually. 11 gates. I that surprised me. You think that
0: sounds like a lot or mm-hmm. not a lot? Yeah, hmm.
1: I thought there was like four.
0: Oh, <laughs> it's small, it's yeah. tiny. It is 11 is still small.
1: Um, services about three and a half million passengers annually. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite is. When you get off your airplane, you immediately enter a little courtyard full of palm trees. Yeah. And it's just so California. It's very California. It's, it's so cute. Uh-huh. It's so cute. It's not your closest option to Disneyland. Barely. Right. It's not really that far. Um, comparatively, it is 17 miles versus 14 miles from the closest. So super close. Easy, easy, easy to grab an Uber. Yep. If you want to rent a car, that's also super easy. Yes. You just cross the uh, passenger pickup lanes right out in front of the airport, and you're at the car rental right there. So it's on property, no shuttle, a two-minute walk, so close, so easy. I've never, ever waited
0: in line at security. No, security is always a breeze. Yeah, so check in, get through security. There's another another negative for LAX is security can be super dicey. Is it long? Yes. (laughs) <laughs> More anxiety for Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just,
1: I just avoid it every time. I know, time, I know. Every time. But Long Beach is great. Um, and then I think a lot of people's first choice, but my second choice is Orange County. Mm-hmm. Orange County is called 18 different things, I think. So Orange John County, Wayne. John Wayne. SNA. Santa Ana. Mm-hmm. SNA is the code. Oh, I <laughs> didn't mention the code for Long Beach. LGB. Okay. LGB. LGB is the code for Long Beach. Orange County's a great airport, too.
0: It's probably one of the cleanest airports I've ever been in. I feel like, I don't know if it's newer or if it's been renovated recently, but it it feels cleaner than most airports to me. Yeah.
1: And it's kind of like bright and Mm -hmm. airy Mm -hmm. and it's big, it's bigger. Mm -hmm. It's much bigger than Long Beach. Yes. But it's easy to get around. Super easy. I've never, ever really had a problem with security. Security Mm -hmm. usually moves pretty quickly. I think I've waited maybe 15 minutes Mm
0: -hmm. tops. And um, the, the bonus there for me is they have charging ports at the gates. Oh. So my, when my kids have drained all their devices at the parks, we go before we hop on a plane, they can charge everything up. Yes. That is a perk. <laughs> and they have more
1: dining. So, again, yeah. if you're traveling at dining time, Long Beach isn't a great option just because there's really there's a coffee stand. Yeah. I was pretty much. Say you can get a bagel. Yeah. <laughs> That's about it. But um, Orange County has some dining options. Yeah. It services more airlines. It services... Eight, nine airlines. Okay. Three terminals. And about 10 million passengers annually. So okay. it's a bigger airport. Um, it reminds me of like an old timey train station. Yeah, I can see that. And everything flows really well. It's closest, like I mentioned earlier, 14 miles.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, that Uber ride is what, like 20, 25 bucks yeah. tops. Yep. Yeah.
1: And 20 minutes tops. Yep. Yeah. Super easy on the freeway, off the freeway. Yeah. And you're there. So always Long Beach and Orange County are the first two I check. Agreed. And surprisingly, those are almost always the cheapest for me too. Long Beach Mm -hmm. is usually least expensive for me. Or Long Beach is maybe a few dollars more than LA. Yeah. But but worth it. A hundred percent. Because you're gonna spend
0: way more than that getting yourself from LAX to Disney. You're
1: gonna spend way more than that on Xanax
0: (laughs) in order to survive LAX.
1: I think it's worth it. The savings in Xanax alone. Uh, yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> so So there's how you can get there by plane. Those are your options.
1: Yes. Yeah, so if you're taking notes, first choice LGB or SNA. And then we always check Ontario. We always check Burbank. We always check LAX for fun. <laughs> we never book it. Mm-hmm. Um and San Diego. Yeah. And I think San Diego, if you want to have a really great Southern California vacation, add a day or two on and stay in San Diego and make it worth driving to or from there to catch a flight.
0: I've done that before.
1: Yep. Um, Do you want to talk about moving around in the area? Yeah, go for it. Um, so we mentioned Uber quite a bit. Uber and Lyft are both very prevalent. There are people who make full-time careers out of <laughs> Driving people around. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you're always going to find a ride. There's never, ever a shortage. Um... Car rentals are pretty reasonable, I feel like. Well, not Although, right now. Although, yeah,
0: right now there's a shortage of car rentals.
1: It's, yeah, so it's expensive.
0: Weigher options there.
1: Yep. Um, there are some different uh, shuttle services that are available in the Southern California area. Some of the ones that we hear often are Lansky, mm-hmm. L-A-N-S-K-Y, L-A-N-S-K-Y, um,
0: Carmel, I've never used any of the shuttle services. We've only ever done rideshare or taxi. Have you rented a car? Um, no. Really? It's the only time we've ever had a car there is if we've driven there.
1: So let's talk yeah. about driving there. Okay. What's some perks of driving?
0: I love a good road trip, honestly. Um, it is a little bit of a drive from here. It's about 15 hours total, I think. So we usually do it in two days. Um, We haven't done it in a long time. We did it a lot more when our kids were little. Um, Now it's worth the time trade-off to fly um, because it usually is cheaper to drive, let's be honest. Um, When you're taking a family of five, (laughs) it is once you add up plane tickets, it's usually cheaper in gas to drive. That being said, the drive from here, if you're driving from Boise there, it's not beautiful. (laughs) It's a lot through the desert. (laughs) It is not. (laughs) But it is an adventure. And I don't know. I just have some really good memories growing up, making that drive from southern Idaho where I grew up. It's kind of nostalgic for me. Um, It almost feels like a Route 66 kind of a drive to me. Yeah. And you do get to drive part of Route 66 on your way in, going through Barstow, that area. Yep. It's really cool. Anyway, Do you
1: stop in Vegas?
0: Um, mostly we did stop in Vegas halfway. That would be our halfway stopping point. There are some other smaller towns in Nevada that are a little closer to halfway. We've also gone all the way into California and, and stayed the it. night and then gone straight to the parks the next morning. Well, that's smart. So a couple well, different options.
1: If you are driving from our area or from anywhere that puts you through Vegas, uh-huh. I will tell you this. Apple Maps or Google Maps or whatever map you use is going to tell you it's about four hours between Las Vegas <laughs> and Orange County. They lie.
0: It's the longest four hours of your life. It is long. It feels
1: like 87 hours. And that
0: can actually get backed up quite a ways, too, If especially on the weekend. A lot of people... Yeah. From L.A. go to Vegas on the weekends and are coming back. So if you're, you happen to be driving through there on a Sunday, you can expect to be sitting on the freeway for quite a while.
1: Yes, I have sat at the state line, the California state line, yep. many a time yep. in crazy traffic, yeah. just parked on the freeway. So crazy. But yeah, it's it's a really boring drive. It is. But it's fine. It is. And it's doable, yeah. For us, at least.
0: And, maybe if, that's, maybe not for and if that's your your budget al- is only allowing for you to drive, you can make the best of it. Grab lots of snacks. Yeah. And Vegas is a fun stopping point. It is. Even if it's
1: not halfway for you. Right. It's a little more than halfway for us here. But we have family there and also it's Vegas. And yeah. so there's always something to see, always something to do. Yeah.
0: And there's stuff for kids there, too. I think there's a misconception misconception i can speak that um it's not kid friendly but there are tons for kids to do there there's an aquarium the m&m store my kids love all that kind of stuff there's a lot of things that aren't kid friendly too that is true my kids will tell you about the time they
1: went (laughs) oh well my kids will tell you about the time
0: they went and
1: um in order to cross las vegas boulevard in order to cross the strip uh you take an elevator or escalator to a second floor skyway that takes you across and then you go back down to the strip and they will tell you about the time that they got on an elevator and the door started to shut and then a hand came into the door and it opened and it was two showgirls that were very scantily clad (laughs) that got on the elevator with them and they felt like they were, and of course they're what, like four feet tall, so they (laughs) were right at the correct level. Um, Belly buttons. A little higher than belly buttons. <laughs> and so they turned around and stared at the wall oh. on that elevator ride. I wasn't with them, so no. I didn't see it. I it was memorable, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> very memorable. They still talk about it. That's one of their favorite Vegas experiences. Okay. Well. I think that's it. I think that's it. I think that's, that's going to get you to California. And if you're starting to plan your trip, that's the information that you need to start looking into where to fly into. Mm-hmm.
0: Hopefully that was helpful. Oh, we wanted to talk a little bit about like Google Flights and oh, yeah, a couple yeah. tips
1: and tricks for saving money to, that how way. How to find the cheap ones.
0: Yeah. yeah, for sure. Go for it. Okay, so Google Flights is really user-friendly. Just type in Google Flights in your search bar. It'll bring you to a search. Um, you put in your airports and your date, and you can also check a box that says search nearby airports as well, and that's what will give you. For instance, LAX, Burbank, all of that will populate for you. Um, and it's on the calendar, it's going to show you some dates and the prices for those specific dates. So if you aren't tied to a specific range of dates, then that's a good way to find where the cheapest flights are. Yeah. Yeah. I like Google
1: Flights. I check it. Southwest, though, note that Southwest is not included in Google yes, Flights. It's not connected so to Google Flights. Yes. And I love Southwest Airlines. And so I'll check Google Flights and Southwest independently to see if I can find yep, a better me deal. Too.
0: And Southwest almost always has some kind of a deal where you sign up for a credit card if you want to, and you can get points for flying for free. Um, you can earn what's called a companion pass that lets somebody in your family fly for free with you, which is really useful. We do companion pass a lot. Do you?
1: So That's good. Yeah. Um, one other tip that I see – I've never tried this myself, but I've read about it before, and actually – Maybe I should go try it just to test it. If you live near an airport that services one of the deep discount airlines, so for us that would be Allegiant, Mm -hmm. or I think Frontier Airlines is another one that's considered a deep discount. I know Spirit Airlines services a lot of the country, and that's another one that's a deep discount. Basically one of the airports that charges you for every single (laughs) thing you do. Like if you're breathing too much, you're going to be charged. (laughs) Um, Anyway, if you go to the ticket counter at your airport – and purchase your tickets there. Apparently, there is a fee that is charged when you buy tickets online that is not charged if you purchase tickets in person. Interesting. Yes, and so I've looked into it before, and the fee that it is, I forget what it's called, but um, for me, I've looked at it when flying on Allegiant to Orange County would be about $95 round trip for us from Boise. Mm -hmm. And if I go into the airport and purchase my tickets in person, it would be about fifty round trip. It would end up saving me about forty dollars for the round trip. That's flight. so
0: interesting. You would think that they wouldn't want to have to pay someone to stand, yeah, at the podium. Yeah. I mean, I guess they're there anyway, but yeah, still, um, automation is usually cheaper.
1: Correct. They <laughs> usually want you to do things on computer. Yeah. But um, for those deep, and it's only for the deep discount airlines. It's not okay. for Southwest or Delta, any of those. But it's for those, Allegiant, Spirit. And one thing that I have also heard is make sure if you are interested in trying it. And I will try it one of these days, I Yeah, promise, I'd like you to try that out. And I'll report back. Okay. I'd like me to try it out too. <laughs> Maybe I'll do it soon. Go for it. But make sure that there is somebody staffing the counter because those airlines typically don't have somebody there all of the time. Mm-hmm. They only have people there when, when there's there a flight. F- yes. Yeah, that so makes sense. So check the schedule for the day. Make sure there's a flight leaving within a couple of hours and head in and purchase your tickets and save yourself
0: some money that way too. Okay, but how do you get there? Oh, just to the where you would check your luggage. Yeah. Gotcha. I was thinking, and how do you get through security without a ticket? But yes, I know what you're just saying just where now. you would check Got in it. for your flight.
1: And also, not on the day that you travel. I feel like any ta- anytime I tell somebody this little tip, they're like, well, how do I get guaranteed a flight? You could go in today and purchase your tickets for October. Sure. So um, ahead of time, go up to them, talk to them. And... Yeah, that's just a tip for saving money. Like I said, I've heard it works from multiple sources, but I've never tried it myself, so take that for what it's worth. And we always check Costco for car
0: rentals. Oh, sure. We always rent a car. Southwest has good car rental prices usually too. Do they? Mm -hmm.
1: I don't think I've ever gone through Southwest, but Costco has great car rental prices. We always rent a car. I've never, well, yeah, no, I've never just (laughs) Ubered. I had to think about it for a second. I've never just taken Uber or a shuttle.
0: Sure. Well, for us, we rarely leave the Disney property once we're there. So a car doesn't really make sense because then you're having to pay for parking while you're there. Yeah. Um, so you can ju- just weigh what it costs to Uber to where you're going versus renting a car. And if you're a beach person and want to head to the beach for a day, it's nice to have a car on you, too. So That's true. All right. Well, well let's wrap things up. So we, gotta, we have a question of the week. Okay. What we're going to be asking every week. So our question of the week this week is and I'll post this on our Instagram too, so you guys can weigh in as well. Erin, what is your favorite Disney movie? Um, I feel like it's like trying to pick
1: my favorite child. I know. <laughs> um, so I would probably, if I was put on the spa, I am put on the spot. Um, probably up, and Aww. I have a reason, and let me explain why. So, um, for those of you who know me well, you know that my mother passed away in 2009, she had breast cancer and she died in July of 2009. And Up was in theaters at that time. And so it was the last movie that she and I went and saw at a theater together before she died. And if you've seen the movie Up, that kind of actually goes hand in hand with the theme of the movie. And so me sitting, and and this sounds really, like, why would I say this is my favorite? But me sitting in the movie next to my mom, who had cancer, and I knew we had limited time left, watching this movie, I was, like, sobbing Mm -hmm. through the whole thing. But... It just reminds me of her. My yeah. kids really love it because of that. It's a good connection for them to have to my mom, that they don't have otherwise. And yeah, so that's probably. I have lots of favorites, but I that's know, me the too. one that's that touches that's me the sweet most. One. Yeah, I love it. Okay, all what right.
0: My favorite is The Emperor's New Groove. Oh, it is seriously so underrated. I feel like maybe, I agree. Maybe it's getting more popular as time goes on. It's a cult classic, honestly, it's great. but it is just hilarious. Such good dry humor through the whole thing. I just I can watch that one multiple times. he's one it of so my much. favorites. Yes, so good. Yes. In fact, one of my kids has an Emperor's New Groove shirt that he wears every time we go to Disneyland. It's um, it says "It puts the poison in the cup." I think is what the this, the phrase is. My kids
1: constantly <laughs> will be, say "Pull the lever, Kronk." Wrong lever. They say that all the time. So good. It's so good. Yes, I love, love that, that one too. Yeah, it's a good one. I love all right. them all. Um. So next week. What are we talking about? We are going to talk about tickets,
0: hotels, 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 Hotels. then tickets. Sorry. We're kind of going in order of how you would plan your Disney vacation right now. So So
1: next week, if you need to learn about hotels and have ideas of where you want to stay, come back Mm -hmm. because we're going to talk about hotels and benefits of staying on property versus off property and talk about some of the local hotels, how to get around if you're staying at the hotels.
0: And we both have lots of experience with a few different places, so it should be good. Um, okay. I think that's all we've got. Yeah. Um, please leave us a review. Give us some support that way. Give us some stars. Um, share with your friends. Yeah. We're and really Thanks excited. again. Yes. Thanks thanks again. Thank you. We
1: appreciate your support and we will be back next week. Hey, okay. bye. Bye.